welcome to Motherhood Unedited. I'm Shana Feingold, a licensed clinical social worker, postpartum coach, and founder of Mindful Reflections. I'm here to show you motherhood in all its glory through speaking with moms about their experiences. It's time women got the chance to speak their truth and to realize that they aren't on this journey alone. Welcome to another episode of Motherhood Unedited. May is Maternal Mental Health Awareness Month which is why I'm so excited to have Morgan Rahimi on the show this week. Morgan is a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified perinatal mental health counselor, and the vice president of Central Florida Postpartum Alliance. Today, we're not only going to chat about the postpartum challenges many moms faced and the importance of seeking support, but we are going to get to hear Morgan's own personal experiences with motherhood. We have so much to talk about today, so I'd like to welcome Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hi there. Um, I'm, really, I'm actually really glad that you could be here today, because today we are diving deep into the mental health side of this for myself. That is something that is well, not actually, talked I about even. enough, so I think that it's a good right. thing to kind of start with. And since yes. you are an expert in the perinatal mental health field, as well as a mom to two kiddos, I'm sure you have a lot to share on the topic. But before we dive into that mental health piece, I want to hear about your experience as a mom, particularly what it was like when you first stepped into the role about 10 years ago. So I had kind of always wanted to be, I guess, a mom. I was always kind of the mom or the therapist of every group I kind of was in, even before I was a mom or a (laughs) therapist. And so I I guess it just came kind of naturally to me that I, you know, wanted to have two children. Um, And, you know, everyone's story is kind of different, but uh, of course it didn't go as planned. And, uh, pregnancy and I do not agree um, either either time um, but it's it's wonderful and a lot all at the same time and I wouldn't change it for the world but it's um and it's never boring That's true, yes uh, but it's always very interesting <laughs> and unexpected what do you think well first let's start with what were your expectations of motherhood So my expectations were that it, I guess, kind of like most people think of marriage, right? It's, it's what you see in the movies or in the TV shows or what you read and every moment's supposed to be happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as a licensed marriage and family therapist, I kind of learned that for couples, that's not (laughs) true, but no one, no one teaches us. And I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but no one teaches us that that's not true for motherhood mm-hmm. either. I mean, it's just like anything else in your life. Why, why would any moment, you know, or, you know, 365 days a year, every moment of those days be necessarily have to be happy. That's like, that's a lot of responsibility on yes. anyone. And so I was, the, the pregnancy was hard uh, 10 years ago when I was pregnant with my first and uh, delivery was difficult. Um, and then, you know, you go home and we had some complications and we had some mm-hmm. issues. But even after all of that, 
as a person who is pretty optimistic in life, was very surprised at how difficult it was. I was, you know, a trained therapist and I had no idea what was going on and why I wasn't happy or okay. I didn't have any friends that really had Mm -hmm. children. And the one or two that I did, they were much older, so they weren't really in the same place. And it was really lonely. And that's actually why I went back to, you know, when when I did additional training to learn about perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, because this felt very odd to me. And I thought I should be better prepared than I was. Yes. Yes, people Mm -hmm. don't talk about that piece as much because, yeah, you do see this fallacy which is like, oh my God, you're going to have this amazing connection and you're going to fall deeply, madly in love and it's going to be something that you've never felt before. I mean, that's my experience. And it's just like, when it doesn't happen that right. way, you're like, I must, right. this something that must be wrong. Like, why am I not? Something's wrong. Right. And the only thing I'd ever seen, I think, was on Grey's Anatomy and you were, you know, someone was crying like in a corner and I wasn't experiencing that, but I was scared to leave the house. I didn't know how to leave the house with the baby. I didn't know who to talk to about that. Um, My husband was working and going to school at the time. Um, So it was very lonely. Uh, So then I tried to go back to work and then that was hard too. Right. So, you know, you're kind of, kind of screwed if you do and screwed if you don't a little bit. And it's just very deflating. Yes. Um, I like that you you mm-hmm. made the point of like being afraid to leave the house with the baby because I know that I too felt a very similar thing where I actually felt like my legs weighed a thousand pounds and getting him dressed or ready to go for anything seemed like this right. impossible task that I couldn't do. Right. And then what would you do with them yeah. when you were out? Yes. Right. Um, and I don't know if you felt this way too, that you felt like, especially as a therapist, that you kind of know certain information that also can affect how you engage during this time Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh my gosh, if I don't talk to them, if I don't do that, then they're never going to speak and they're going to be traumatized and all of these things. put too much pressure. And then you are in this moment and you're like, okay, so I really have to entertain this little person 24 hours a day, essentially. And it's like daunting. Right. Which if, if I, and, and I love my children, don't get me wrong. I love other people's children actually to the point where I don't, I'm not a kid's therapist because of that. Like I want to play with them. I don't want to hear things that are badly happening to them. Yes. So, uh, but I was just right. You're supposed to be awesome at this. Well, if, and it took me a long time and that's what I really try to help other mom, moms understand is we all have our strengths. We all have our points that probably could be worked on. But we definitely, if if I was meant to play with children all day, I probably would have a different profession. <laughs> that's true. So so even though it's your own kid, that's that's okay too. I was definitely got connected with my son, and now I have a daughter. Um, but it's not easy at times, and sometimes your interests are not the same as their interests once mm-hmm. they get bigger. And so and and we all say that that's okay, you know, with friends and all of that. But for children, it's supposed to be. We love every moment of every second with them. Nothing stressful. We're just supposed to be in the yes. moment. And that's that's really hard. And no one really discusses how 
much we're setting people up for almost like failure. Yes. And mm-hmm. and speaking of failure, what I mean, either from your own perspective or your own experiences or people that you hear within your clients, like, what do people say is their biggest failure with regards to motherhood? I, I mean, I have people start from the beginning of, I just apparently should not have been a mother. Apparently I'm not good at this. Right. Um, apparently I don't know what I'm doing in any of these regards. Um, you know, then they feel like a bad partner, right. Because we have lots of hats to wear, lots of different roles. Right. Um, they feel like they're a bad parent to one child, right. Mm -hmm. When you have multiple children, um, it's just. And then, of course, everyone feels, and this is one of the biggest things, and I know you know this, you know, mommy guilt comes before the baby comes out, right? I mean, we can feel guilty about anything and then add on to it, right? Like, it's never ending. And so it's, it's failure in every realm and with social media and all of those kinds of things. It's just, it's so problematic that we can, we can learn new failures that we didn't even know we were failures (laughs) at. Because we are just the scales, we're, we're trying to rate ourselves, you know, we are a world of comparison and it just causes a lot of, a lot of issues and a lot of guilt and a lot of stress that's really not necessary, but it's, I mean, even as I'm saying it, I, I still do it, you know, there's, there's ways to, and as you know, right, we tell and try to assist our clients with learning different mm-hmm. techniques and tricks to the trade, but it is still hard yes. because we want to be we want to be perfect for our children. Right. We want to be the best mothers we yes. can be. And what does that look like? What is that supposed to look like? Is there a supposed to? <laughs> I don't even know. Right. There's, and that's the thing, right? There is no supposed to. We shouldn't be comparing ourselves with others, but, you know, we do that from young ages and all of that. So comparing, you know, who's the fastest or who's the tallest doesn't end there. And so, you know, with less social media, and all of those kinds of things, it's, it can be somewhat helpful. Um, but you can take the happiest person in the world and they read too many other people's lives that may or may not be true. And it can cause, right? I'm supposed to have, you know, I read one and I had a client come in who, who said similar, like, my kid's supposed to speak two languages before they're like in seventh grade. You know, and it, it, you know, I mean, these always have been issues, but a lot of people, you know, you talk to, older generations and they're like, well, that just wasn't a thing. Well, it was, they just, the world is very different. We know a lot more. Our kids are expected to do a a lot more in a much more dangerous world. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more responsibility on everyone involved to have children that meet certain, you know, statistics or levels or criteria. you know, yeah. so before they're, you know, in first grade, they're supposed to do so much, but they can't tie their shoes. I know. Right. Because they forgot that part. Yeah. So it's just kind of amazing where we kind of, we just put a lot on our plate yes. as parents. And Which, going at it with everything in your face, like watching that person and that person. And it's not just like, oh, I know Sally who knows Susie, who knows this person did this. But now it's like, no, you scroll through it and strangers you're seeing mm-hmm. in front of you doing things the way that mm-hmm. they're supposed to, in quotation marks. Supposed to. 
right? And so every family's different. And I try to really, you know, the last couple of years really try to focus on that, that, you know, everyone else has their own story. And so comparing is hard, but it's, it's especially hard in 2022 not to. And what is the parent that your child needs? Question mark. (laughs) Well, and, and what we're really realizing, just like you'll see different posts and so forth on it, right? Like kids, all the gifts you give them, all the monetary love you give them, right? They remember the trips. They remember you sitting with them. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to remember that yes. because you're taking them to the seventh, you know, club or group they're in for the week. Right. Because we're trying to make sure they're well balanced yes. in a way that kids before us weren't necessarily ever required to be. Right? No. Kids can't be kids anymore. I don't know. I don't understand. No, that would be weird. <laughs> would be they need weird. lots of activities. Yes. That would be weird. What do you mean your kids don't do three activities after school? Uh, I'm exhausted. Actually, COVID probably helped with that a little bit because some of those things got canceled. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Like, right? My son can't even handle that kind of thing. He would be all a mess by the time the second activity came around. School mm-hmm. is already exhausted. Yeah. But I've seen more parents dragging their kids to things where you're like, does your kid even like that? Right. But it's hard. Yeah. It's hard because you're trying to check, you know, and there's exercise. And I know most, at least most of the boys I know would rather play with their iPad than most other, yes. other things. So there's, you know, nicely balanced. You want a nicely balanced 25-year-old. So what do we have to do to get there? Right. But it's very... It's very interesting what we put on ourselves. And I think that is a hard part about even the early stages of motherhood. You know, you have these dreams of what are they going to be like when they're 15, 16, older, like, older than that. Right. And it's like, it starts now. And it's like, okay, well, hold the phone here. Like, like let's just pump the brakes for a second. And what's happening immediately like, in, your, mm-hmm. in your sphere. So... Yeah, I mean, I know that happened to me a lot where I was just like, the mind spins with all the things. So Well, and especially, like I know with my first, it was much different than with my second because I knew certain things didn't have to be maybe pushed yes. along as quickly. And we kind of realized, why were we in such a hurry for them to crawl and walk? We have to then chase them. <laughs> yes. and, and my husband probably was a little worse than I was, but he realized like, no, let them you know, grow as they need to. And it's kind of nice not having to chase them around the house yeah. for a little bit. You can put yeah. them down. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. You, you can put, put them down and there. they stay there. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of nice. It is really nice. Yeah. Um, you don't really mm-hmm. realize it until you have subsequent children and you're like, oh, it doesn't have to be that way. But that first time is right. Like, I don't know. I felt like I was like hit by a truck where it's just like, bam, like this is parenthood. Crap. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And what do I do with it? And I, and I, you know, there are some books about that and so forth, but like, they don't help you figure out how to leave the house necessarily, right? They don't help you figure out how to not feel awkward at the playground the first time. And so that's what I did. I didn't have any friends who had babies. So then I looked for mommy groups. So I was the mom at the playground with a, I don't know, six month old while everyone else had babies who had, you know, children, babies who could like actually use <laughs> so the playground. You're sitting there with your stroller and you're just like. 
but I was like trying to, how, how yes. else do you meet people unless you, you go to those activities? And I was going back to work. So I right. wanted to meet people while yes. I could. And so it's very, especially in our field, right? Like meeting people at work isn't the same thing for our profession. Yes. So it's a little different. But it's uh, yeah. it's interesting. Did what about mommy and me? It's like you're a working parent, so as you're like trying to find these things, I found one, and at that time I was I was working, but I had off one day. I think I worked my hours that way, so I could have one day off when the mommy group was, and I was very lucky that that's how mm-hmm. my job could be, because I know some people can never have that. And I think that was at the same exact time as my son's It nap. always is. Like that. So, it's like, what? It always was. And so it would be, I would try to get there and he'd be sleeping. Yeah. Uh, and at that age, he was not able to be moved as yes. easily. So if he was already asleep. So I think one time I took him and let him sleep in the car and then took him out. But I don't think anyone wanted to play with him after the moodiness of uh, being woken up right. from a nap. So I, I think I put up pause on that yeah, for a little bit that's that is the hard part mm-hmm. and then you go and you're thinking i'm gonna meet my best friends and then you're like i guess i'm mm-hmm. gonna meet my best friends <laughs> no and then i you know you meet different types of parents which you know becomes a thing as the years go on and so forth but you find some that you click with you find some that you don't click with you find some that have very strict yeah. rules i found one that only uh, she found out my child was a boy and didn't want to play have her daughter play with Ooh. boys i see so i had to go on from there <laughs> and find some new ones it was very yes. interesting mm-hmm. but it's just like i i mean it's just like elementary school they're just you know right. little and now you're dealing with the parents and it's, it's like it's, a contest you're dealing with the parents and it's it's yeah. always interesting That's a good word yes as we know definitely mm-hmm. yeah i always like even with mm-hmm. my seconds i thought like oh mommy and me's baby and me's this is the way to go and then i did it and i'm like didn't I remember the last time I did this? <laughs> I know. But I, I, and I do know, I've heard stories. I've definitely heard clients and other moms say how, you know, this one actually worked out and this one worked really well. Um, but, you know, having mean girls is still a thing, even when you're, yes. you're a parent, right? Um, and so it's, it, you know, adults never really grow up. So there's always still some interesting um, yes. atmospheres to kind of to navigate yes be involved exactly. with mm-hmm. for sure so when you meet with clients who are maybe struggling in a similar way that you did what are the things that you work with them on so for perinatal um really one of the biggest things is we we sit with the parent right mom dad you know, whoever it is, and we kind of just explore what they're kind of experiencing. Um, and I would say we, we kind of try to normalize that, which means we really try to just have them understand how whatever they're feeling is okay um, and validate them and their experiences because for whatever they're going through is true for them, right? And then we kind of try to look at different aspects of things that might be a little bit helpful, right? With, you know, my uh, knowledge base and all of that kind of gives some tips 
And then I always think, and this is what I think with almost any client of mine, no matter what they're coming for, is um, coping strategies, resources, ways to kind of handle things, ways to, you know, take a moment before reacting because crying babies, throwing babies, and I mean them throwing things at you, (laughs) Uh, you know, playgrounds, all of those kinds of things, you know, they're all very stimulating and they can be a lot. And so, you know, I think, I think Reese Witherspoon says something like, if, if you're not annoyed by your children, you're not around them enough. And I would say children are a lot and they're lovely and they're wonderful, but just like everybody else, right? They can be difficult, right? And so it's kind of most of the moms we see or a good portion of them feel very guilty for not connecting like they think they should or acting like they should, or being happy at every moment, or being anxious, or they come in so overwhelmed, they just don't even know what to do. And so it's really helping them Mm -hmm. explore that all of that's valid, and that there are ways that this does not have to continue like that forever. And I think think that's almost the difference between someone who has you know, multiple children at home compared to someone who has maybe one child at home is even if the children that come after are difficult or complicated, certain truths are pretty steadfast in regards to, you know, at some point they'll be able to feed themselves. You know, at some point they will figure out how to sleep or, you know, you know, at some point they can. Mm-hmm. Just themselves, or and you know how to leave the house, which was yes. really key for me. I knew I could figure that out, and so even with a two and a half year old taking my ba- my new baby was a little bit easier than the first time around because I at least knew the concept, and so yeah. it's it's really helping parents understand that it won't always be like this in good and bad ways. Right. They'll need you in different ways right. in the future and all yeah. that. But that it's it's not forever. It's not this moment in time, whatever they're experiencing isn't forever. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And then, but then you get that parent who's like, yeah, it's not forever. And so now the baby stage is over. Mm-hmm. And it's like then they they kind of go back in time like I wish they were a baby again and I could just put them down Mm -hmm. and so there's always that part of it yeah it's never boring yeah we always have something Um, Mm -hmm. no it's Mm -hmm. yes the the not boring was a good word when I asked you what what a word to describe motherhood and never really content or happy right definitely not Mm yeah because yeah it's always there's always something and it's always, always changing and there are times I wish my babies were still that age of you know being able to be carried around, yeah, and then there's times I'm very thankful they're not, yes mm-hmm. right, yeah, yeah, so yep. okay, you can walk there go, <laughs> go forth, yes, for sure, so I know it. Although this did not happen to me in Florida, but in Minnesota it did when, you know, you go to the baby checkups and they make mm-hmm. you fill out all of the mental health mm-hmm. 
do the checklist questionnaires mm-hmm. like are you feeling hopeless do you cry like all of that kind of stuff and i remember i 100% had postpartum mm-hmm. anxiety and like everything but i would read these and i was like i don't know if that really pertains to me because isn't this just motherhood like i don't think i have like i remember thinking these things and i what do you say to the parent who maybe filled all that out but is like isn't this just motherhood like why like Am I really that much different? So, well, first off, I want to say it's good you actually saw that because a lot of times, depending on where you are, you don't see that questionnaire. And so (laughs) I'm glad you at least saw it. We're really working on having everyone. We're really working on. In Florida, I did not. Yeah, that's really our our goal is for everyone because that's usually the Edinburgh scale. And so if if. Every doctor mm-hmm. would give that out. It would be very helpful. So at least people could be insightful about the questions, no matter how right. they answer them. Um, but I either, right, they either, and, and that's the same thing with anything. People score themselves, right? They either underscore, overscore, right? Mm-hmm. They scare the, the, I say, the poop out of themselves on, oh my gosh, I didn't know this is, you know, <laughs> yes. scary or nerve wracking. So, you know, uh, it. Yeah. Yes, it is parenting, but no, it's not parenting. It depends, you know, or being a a mom or a dad or whatever, because this also happens with dads. And that's what a lot of people are very surprised about. Um, And so, and it can happen with adoption and, you know, all formats of, you know, parenthood, birthing people. And so uh, really it's helping to kind of explore, first of all, what that means, right? Because that's really the someone could be on one part of the spectrum or on the other side. And so nothing is not workable though. And that's what we really try is you, you're not alone every year. More and more people are getting trained Mm -hmm. and we're we're trying to help doctors understand what they need to be looking for. So people don't have to be alone in this and they can get some assistance and they can, you know, enjoy their family the way they would like to. Right. And I think that's the thing instead of like, I should be having a a mother Mm -hmm. parenting experience like X, but it's not really a should. It's like, what is your ideal? Like, what do you want it to look like? When a realistic terms, obviously. Right. And the more we are in the should, the more you're causing yourself not to get there, which is yeah. always hard because you're like, but I'm just trying to like assess where I should be. Well, there is no should. It's what's best for you and your family system. Right. But that's a hard thing to come up with at times. Yes. But we all right. want to please, you know, especially a lot of the people I see and people I see in the neighborhood, right? We want to please others. We want mm-hmm. to be liked. And so yes. a lot of times it takes some self evaluation some communication, especially with your spouse or significant other, if you have one and with your family on like, what, what are your priorities? What's important to you all? Yes. And we don't, a lot of times we don't do that. You know, we, I know you and I both see a lot of families who come in or moms that come in that are like, well, I'm supposed to do this, or I should have the whole house spotless. Right. And sometimes someone else has set that up and Technically, that is their rule of the house, but more often, someone's setting an expectation for themselves that no one else needs them to do, right? We see moms who are, 
you know, you should go to bed when the baby sleeps. I have more moms that that causes so much stress for. And technically, should you sleep when the baby sleeps? You should, but there is no should. It's when can you sleep? What works for you? I know, especially with my, my, my daughter, I was, I think the should kept me up at night because now I should get to sleep. And that's like the endless cycle yes. of I'm never actually going to go to sleep because now I'm mad at myself that I'm not sleeping. And right. so, but like, I should have a spotless house actually, as a person who grew up in a very spotless house, that's actually not the most healthy thing either to have. (laughs) And so, but like, you know, there's no should keep, are are your kids healthy? Are they okay? Are they being fed? Are they being cared for? Then you're doing way more than you think you are. And most, most mom, especially that, especially the parents that we see that are really worried, they're way better parents than they think they are. I know. I always say, yeah, I tell people that all the time. And I actually had to tell myself that where it's like, my mm-hmm. kids are happy, healthy, and safe. And for me, right. that checks the boxes. Yep. Right. And I like leave notes for myself kind of on that at times, because sometimes it's easy to deviate from that. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, yep, those boxes are checked. I'm doing much better than I could yes. be doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the stress that we put on ourselves, our kids feel that also. And they do. Can... And, and they, they, they feel it in us. They learn it from us. So the more we can try to be in the moment with them and not in our heads, the better. But then that also causes a lot of parent I know, issues, right? right? Then it's I'm not like... in the moment. Now there's not something else I have to do. So <laughs> yes. like I said, we can right. feel guilty about anything. Oh, yeah. Nope. The list is endless and mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily stop there. But at least I always tell myself and the people that I'm with, it's like, it's not to say that these thoughts aren't going to come up, but it's about acknowledging that they're coming up and Mm -hmm. giving yourself that kindness. Yes. Grace. Yes. Give yourself grace is that it will. And especially as the years come, I find myself, I'm more knowledgeable, right? Because it's getting kind of somewhat routine. I mean, my kids are always changing and my family is always changing, but is to kind of learn that some of those are going to come up. Right. Because if you try to hide from them, that's not helpful, right? If we try to ignore them, that's not helpful. So it's kind of acknowledging where our thoughts tend to go and then determining what we should do with that. And sometimes that means, you know, and I actually schedule it for later sometimes. Okay, I'll worry about that later. And I actually put it on me on my calendar sometimes. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I always like to tell myself sometimes, like, okay, that needs to go on the little shelf over here and we'll Mm -hmm. put that. But then, you know, sometimes it's okay to also be with that thought Mm -hmm. so you know just depends on the moment yes exactly um so in our last little bit of time here i know that you are part of a nonprofit. yes so i'm a co-founder and currently the vice president of the central florida postpartum alliance and that is basically a group of fellow perinatal professionals that dis- that really have worked towards the goal of helping raise awareness about perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, right? And so everything kind of that families can deal with and um, really helping Ooh. professionals yes. know from OBGYNs to chiropractors to uh, massage therapists to photographers to nurses and everyone, you know, in that whole line 
of professionals really know how to assist uh, everyone in the birthing world from, I mean, even family members assisting with moms or dads or birthing people um, kind of know what to do, what to look for um, and be aware of. Because the more we're aware that, especially, and just to kind of highlight, right, like everyone has some trials or tribulations with having a baby and so forth. Really, and, and baby blues is, is basically that right? Little hiccups, little issues, right? Yes. But perinatal mood and anxiety disorders is really when it becomes an issue on a daily possible basis, right? Like this is causing havoc for your life, right? And so we're really trying to have people understand some of that and the nuances and do the screening like you discussed that you have not seen in Florida. Um, we're always a little behind the times. And so a lot of very well-meaning, I, I think, doctors or yeah. other perinatal professionals just don't even do the screening because they don't know what to do with a person if they have issues. And so that's why we're really trying to train more and more therapists, more and more um, doulas, more and more everybody to have some knowledge base so they know what to do depending on the symptoms they see because all of the symptoms can be worked on. It's just really hard to work on them if you don't know they're a thing. Right. So we do, we do a uh, diaper drive uh, yearly to kind of um, help the community. And so one in three families don't have enough diapers. And so we collect all diapers. We can even swim diapers from if you have one extra, <laughs> your kid's changing their, you know, sizes, uh, we can take one diaper um, to, you know, a whole pack. And so we really try to give those out to the community. And as we're growing in Florida, we're trying to spread our locations and so forth. But um, and then we, we do um, a nonprofit event in summer. This time it's actually going to be in August to um, kind of represent the climb out of darkness that especially um, moms, but birthing people in general kind of face um, and really just trying to help all the, all the people out there kind of going through struggles and mm -hmm. maybe not even knowing that it's okay to, to get help. Yes. I think that's you a don't. big thing is and that it's I think so much harder to do it all alone, get through it alone. And, and when you, you when you're, when you, you know, really you're not yes. just uh, off or odd or however you want to say it. And that there's actually, oh, so what I am experiencing is an abnormal, if you want to use that term, I don't really like that term, but that, you know, I, I don't have to feel like this forever. That's really awesome and very helpful for people and very validating. Yeah. And I can actually connect with my baby or my kids at some point and feel like I'm a part of that. Well, and as, as we know, right, if, if the, the mom especially um, is not connected to the family, is really going through their own stuff, it causes issues mm -hmm. for a very long time for the yeah. whole family. Yep. Mm -hmm. It really does. It seeps onto so many different aspects of your life. So, so. much attachment yeah. and different things that it can cause issues with. And so if we can get 
moms and families healthy, it's amazing what we can right. do. Well, that was just even my own experience where it was like, I just thought this was motherhood. And so it's like, okay, Shana, just suck it up. And that was some of the support that I got within my right. own world where it's like, this is motherhood, Shana. This is what kind of comes with the territory. And I'm like, oh. And then when I actually don't, did go and get help and I felt different, it was just game changing. So I was like, oh, this doesn't have to feel this way. So with my second, it was just a totally different experience. If not, it's bleak. Yeah. So like, yeah. that's just it, is that I too mm-hmm. would fill out those questionnaires and I'd be like, okay, well, whatever. Like, but no one ever really did anything. Or... Right. No. Yeah. Well, that's the problem, right? Like if you have the questionnaires, right. you got to well, They would hand me this list of people them. and then I would call mm-hmm. them and they would be full or yeah. they wouldn't answer. And I was like, this is not helpful. <laughs> well, and that, that highlights also why, especially depending on what issues you're facing, no matter what they are, perinatally mm-hmm. you know, related or reproductive timeframe related, is finding someone that actually knows what you're going through. Because I've had more people come through my door who are like, if one more person tells me I'm fine and this is just motherhood, I'm going right. to punch someone, right? Yes. Like, I, I, I know I'm not, you know, needing to be hospitalized right at this moment, but this is not yeah. okay how I'm feeling. And that's, that's right. fair. They just want to be validated and understood. And especially the more significant the issue. Yes. Um, there are people who specialize in that because then there's, and I know we don't have time to talk about it, but there's lots of trauma. There's lots of, um, even PTSD issues. And so, you know, there's so many things that there are specialized people and we're trying to get more and more that can assist. Yep. And you don't need to have a diagnosable thing to get the support either. So if there's something where you're just like, I just don't feel right reach out and can That's reach okay. out to people like Morgan, myself, anybody that, you know, has the mm-hmm. qualifications. Yeah. Postpartum Support International is a good resource to find help. They also have support groups and so awesome. forth. Well, thank you. What is the, a good way to connect with you if someone's interested? So we, um, basically the best way is, and we're always updating our website, um, is uh, climbcounseling.com. Um, you can look us up on there. We also have Facebook and Instagram that we're always updating. Awesome. Um, and our uh, best phone number is 407-490-0489. But thank you so much. Thank you. If anybody wants to connect with Morgan at Climb Counseling, the information will be in the show notes. And so thanks everyone for tuning in. Give yourself grace and see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's episode on Motherhood Unedited, where we are getting real and raw about the mom life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it gave you some clarity on your own motherhood journey. Don't forget to download and share the episode with anyone you feel who could truly benefit from the message. Also, if you have enjoyed listening to Motherhood Unedited, please take a moment and write a review. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. My goal with this podcast is to give back to mothers everywhere in a variety of ways. Right now, the place that I am putting much of my focus is in the Ukraine. That being said, for every review I receive, I will be donating a dollar to UN Women USA to help mothers and children who are fleeing and fighting for their lives in the Ukraine. Every woman and child deserves to feel loved and safe. Your support means more to me than you know. 
Lastly, if you are a mother struggling right now, please connect with me. My practice, Mindful Reflections, is here to help any way that we can. Check out my website at mindfulreflections.com. Thank you again for tuning in. See you next week.